Welcome back to Small Town Girls for episode five. I'm Haley Ryerson, and we're virtual today. Well, I am. I'm not. I'm Megan Cook, and joining us today, we have the Daily Nebraskan journalist, Jolie Peel. Hi. <laughs> Jolie, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, so I am currently the assistant news editor for the Daily Nebraskan, but uh, in previous year, the previous year, I was a news reporter, so moving my way up a little bit. <laughs> um, so as the assistant news editor, I get to train reporters and pitch stories to them so that they can write, and then on certain nights of the week, it's usually Sunday through Thursday, we will edit these stories and then publish them the next day. Okay. Do you get... I was saving this question. Do you get paid to work for the Daily Nebraskan? Yes, we get paid. It's not a lot. It's not like a replacement for a part-time job. Yeah. You really are working there for the experience mm. of, like, in a safe setting, I guess, of getting to try out new things and understand what's happening. Um, because it's a student newspaper. It's all student-run. So yeah. you are getting to experience it and try out, like, your ideas. Whereas in, like... A real wide like another newsroom that is more focused on like full-time pay or stuff like that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't really get that freedom as a student necessarily yeah so you kind of like it's low risk high reward kind of thing yeah I like that yeah I like that also that's this is gonna sound random but do you watch The Office I actually don't no this okay well anyway I'll just it's fine You said you're the assistant news editor, right? Yeah. Okay, so Dwight is, like, the assistant regional manager, but Michael is always, like, assistant to the regional manager. And so, assistant (laughs) to the editor. But it's fine. I don't know what she's talking about It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The joke will hit someone, maybe. That's all that matters. Right. Someone will get the joke. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people watch The Office. You just ended up with the two that don't. That's so weird. You're, like the minority population yeah. here. It's fine. I'll recover. Okay. I know that my joke was funny in my head. <laughs> so this past week, um, again, I just feel like it's part of 2020, you know, with the loss of RBG passing away. And uh, this past week, it was National Voter Registration Day. And it just feels like we are losing so many of our heroes to John Lewis, Chadwick Boseman. And how is this possible? And, but I think we're invited and we realize that our heroes are human and we do have the capacity to be our heroes in our communities and our lives and our schools. But with national registration day, I think it's a very important time in our history and with this election, but it's important to have a voting plan. And so, Jolie, what is your voting game plan? Do you have one? Yes, I do. It's I got an early registration ballot, so my entire family kind of did it. It was like a family ordeal. We got our little like thing in the mail to say, like, hey, get your early voters registration. So we all printed them out and like sent them in. And so theoretically, we should get them all on like the same day, and then we can all vote together. But like privately still yeah but yeah. i'm still just waiting to like get my ballot in the mail 
No, that's super important. That's awesome that you have it. Megan, do you got yours? I mean, we've been, so my county is so small that we've been, um, not, like, not in-person voting. We do mail-in ballots, and that's how we've done it for the past four years, I want to say. So, and I've been registered to vote, like, since high school. Like, when I turned 18, I registered to vote, everything like that. And so, I'm going to mail in mine when I, when I get it. But home is also three hours away, but I'll go home and vote or my family will bring it to me and I'll vote but I do think it's important no matter like who you're voting for what you're doing it is important to vote because it's it's a right we have been that is something that for however long America's been America and especially for women celebrating 100 years it's so important for us to exercise that right because of people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and all of people like that who have fought for us to be able to do that. So no matter who you're voting for or whatever, if you, you should be exercising your right to vote. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. Using your voice and Mm -hmm. yeah, especially during these times, it's important to let your voice be heard especially college kids i think there's some college kids who are like oh i'm not gonna vote it makes me mad when people say that they're not gonna vote because like yeah yeah i get that because it's like especially as a woman like we didn't get the right Mm -hmm. to vote Mm -hmm. 100 years ago and then now we do it's like this is a right like and if you don't exercise your right you're not using your voice and getting your say it's like why and then the same people this is what gets me is the same people who like don't vote and then they complain about who's in office or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Local, whatever, national level. And they complain about it. I'm like, you don't have a right to complain about it because you didn't use your right to vote. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And also, like, I feel like as a high schooler, I wanted so badly to vote. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted because it's, it's such a simple right to have, but we had to wait until we were 18 and even then, like, we didn't really have, like, I couldn't vote in the 2018 elections that were, like, local or whatever because I wasn't 18 yet. Like, I hadn't turned 18 at the end of the year. So then I saw other people getting to vote, and I was, like, kind of jealous. I was <laughs> like, I want to vote. And so now it's like I get my right. I get my voice. And it's it's really is empowering to think about. For sure. But, Julie, why do you think it is, though, some millennials or Gen Z kids who are not voting and – do they do you think it's like an inconvenient to them or their vote won't matter? I just it's sometimes I just think, you know, they have power and they're not using it. Yeah, and I wonder a lot of times we're influenced by our parents. And so I know for a lot of kids like they grew up in environments where maybe their parents didn't vote or like didn't talk about politics or anything like that or even just environments where their thought wasn't, "Oh, I need to go vote." It's I need to figure out where my next meal is coming from. So now that, like, they're our age, and even if they're in a better place, like, to them voting is, like, oh, not my main concern. And I, I, it's kind of hard. I can't imagine what some of those people go through, but I do hope that even if they aren't thinking right now, like, oh, I need to vote, that maybe on social media they see it, Mm -hmm. like, go vote, like, here's why you need to vote. Or even just, like, if you're a college-age student, like, text your friends. Be a bother. Be like, hey, go, like, are you registered? 
let me help you register. Because really it does lie within all of us too to make sure our friends are registered to vote and know what's going on and are educated. I think we're so slammed with going to go vote and everything like are you registered to vote because i see it on my snapchat i see it on my instagram my facebook like my twitter and everything i'm like i get it go register to vote but i'm also like i'm already registered to vote why do i have to see this but it's just kind of funny to me because i am like registered to vote but i could see how it would be impactful for other people who aren't registered to vote yeah i think it's just like a day when you say national registration day i think it's this whole season of, you know, when did it start? September now to clear November. I think it's a whole campaign season of getting people to yeah. vote. Yeah, I feel like it's been my entire summer. Have yeah. you been doing stuff with the Daily Nebraskan? Like, have you been writing anything for that? Like, voting? Um, or Kind of, like, indirectly. It's mm-hmm. come up in certain things, like, we just wrote an article about a preview for it was an event that happened today but it was celebrating 100 years of women's rights and they had a rotor rotor voter registration booth set up at this event and then also um the association of the students of the university of nebraska that's asun yeah yeah it's it's the student government they had a couple of events that they held with the huskers vote coalition to like help people register to vote and it came up like when they were passing bills, so we wrote about those too. Mm, very nice. So, mm-hmm. um, you're talking about stories that you've written. Have there been any like really hard stories that you've ever had to write where you felt like maybe you were crossing a line, or are you kind of like, I'm just gonna do what I do as a journalist? I definitely feel like there are stories like that. The first one that comes to mind was actually my first one as a crime beat reporter. Um, it was a Curious Cornhusker. If you don't know, we have this initiative called Curious Cornhuskers where you can submit a question to us and we'll get it answered for you. And they had asked, like, why am I seeing fewer university police officers around? And, of course, I knew right off the bat, I was like, well, they're not going to tell me, like, how many people are on the unit because they don't want people to feel unsafe, and I get that. But then also my duty as a journalist, like, I need to get this question answered and in a story manner so that people know, like, well, here's the answer to my question. And then, like, that was my introduction to the crime beat. So it was definitely a rough introduction, but I think it turned out well. I think it got the question answered to the best of my ability and, like, what the UNLPD could tell me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. so what's, like, I'm very curious about the crime beat because I like, cry- like, was it scary? Like, did you ever have any scary instances or? No, I don't think I ever had anything. Sc- I mean, I would write the weekly crime reports too and I feel like well I always just had trouble calling them up it always made me nervous it would take me like a whole hour ordeal to like set myself up to but overall like asking about the incidents never was a problem or I never had to like go somewhere and be like at a crime scene or anything like that because you know with university police they don't necessarily see like a homicide yeah um and if that were to happen that would be insane and that'd be a story yeah so um, I was never scared about anything, which was good. I actually had a lot of fun as the crime beat reporter. I miss it. I but... feel like that would be kind of yeah, it was Exciting a lot of fun. And have, you know, going out on your own type of feel. Did you like investigate? But Jolie, do you ever <laughs> feel 
What just happened? Sorry, I just asked her if she ever investigated anything, like Nancy Drew or something like that. I know it's probably not like that, but... I mean, like, a little bit. Sometimes I'd see some incidents that I was like, huh, those are, like, really similarly worded. Let me ask if they're connected. And sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. Or sometimes they were like, oh, like, maybe, but we haven't really investigated that quite yet. Oh. Like, they were still they investigating. Were, yeah. Yeah. But... Jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah. I, I had my little Nancy Drew moments of, like, <laughs> hmm, that could I be connected. I love Nancy Drew. She was, she's good. Julie, so how many years now have you been working at the Daily Nebraskan, and have you seen it be harder for females in journalism, and to be a journalist as a female, what, what goes through your head now working all these years, and now being, you're almost two years out now from having your Bachelor of Journalism degree? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've worked for the Daily Nebraska now for about a year. Um, I started my assistant news editor position in June, technically, so about a year now. And then, yeah, I'm I'm a sophomore, so I guess like like two and a half. I don't know how to calculate that exactly, but um, yeah, I definitely would say that maybe not necessarily at the Daily Nebraska. I've seen it harder for women because. When I first started, all three of my, like, immediate editors were women, so it was, it was kind of cool. I was like, wow, that's, like, kind of empowering. And, like, our editor-in-chief the past, like, last year and this year are women. But I definitely have heard, you know, journalists being like, oh, my gosh, like, I asked this person this question and they answered it for this guy, you know, but, like, not me. Because, so, like, you can't necessarily say, oh, it's because of gender, but it feels like that. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of like an unspoken reason um Mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing that I can like think of exactly happening though that made me feel that way yet but granted I'm still really early in my journalism career I'm sure I will face it at some point do you have any advice for journalists for like what's the most important thing that as you're like going out there and doing journalism what would be some advice for journalists yeah, I I feel like I would say two things. To not psych yourself out, because I do that all the time, and it always makes me upset later on, because I'm like, Jolie, if you had just, you know, asked that question mm-hmm. or just, like, not been nervous, you could have gotten, like, a better interview or you could have gotten the story you really wanted to get. And sometimes I feel like I just psych myself out and can't get it. And then, two, is just accuracy, like, from even the littlest of things, names. Because... If you get a name wrong, people are going to look at your publication and be like, oh, well, how do I know this story's even all right? How do I know all your stories are right if you can't even get this name right? So just making sure, like, you're double-checking everything, even as a reporter. Like, don't leave it up to your editors. Mm-hmm. You should double-check it, too. I, today, I was freaking out. That's, like, reporting something wrong is, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a journalist, but for a class, for a class yeah. I was doing it. And I got called out, and I was like, Oh gosh, no, not not me, not me. Yeah, I think there is like this preconceived notion of opinions and false information. So like how hard is it as a journalist to avoid or work around or getting that information correct when you're not trying to, you know, promote false information? Yeah, I think especially with COVID. It can be very hard because while you're trying to get 
information sometimes people will say like oh you're being opinionated when they don't necessarily know like what you're doing behind the scenes because I feel like everything we publish of course we publish like unbiased we are researching and interviewing sources but sometimes like sources don't tell us things because they can't or they may not want to at that moment in time or they may not even have the answer and it's like well even if we publish that they don't have the answer someone's gonna be like well I want an answer and it's like well we do too but yeah and especially with opinions too like I feel like this is a very opinionated time yeah so it's very hard to not be opinionated especially on like social media but as a journalist you know even the personal brand you put out there you have to mind your opinion and realize that like if you put your opinion out there readers might see that and automatically think oh well they're biased and all they're writing Mm -hmm. so like I know personally I don't post anything that's not like another publication story like I'll post something from the New York Times but like I wouldn't post something that's like so blatantly opinionated just because I know that if a reader saw that I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to I feel like even as a reader I like wouldn't want to see someone's opinion that's supposed to be unopinionated for me you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's great points Okay, so we've talked a lot about journalism. I'm not, I like that. I like serious <laughs> conversations, but I also like fun conversations, which it was fun. We had some fun. We had some good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is currently a trend that you are obsessed with? I love asking people this because then I can get their trends and I can be on their trends and it's fun. Oh, are you just talking about like just in general, any trend? Any trend, anything that you really enjoy I want to know that too anything (laughs) um well I feel like there's a lot of trends on TikTok that I like it's an obsession I love oh my gosh I love the little ghost photo shoot I wanted to I did the ghost photo shoot you did it how'd you like it it was so much fun can I show you a picture of it yes you can okay while you pull that up I love to when people bring their dogs into it oh they're dogs are so cute or even like I think I've seen a couple cat ones too and I'm like I like dogs and cats so they're both so cute to me but Jolie you're like the third guest now that has said TikTok TikTok the number one (laughs) I feel like when you say the word trend now that's where my head goes is TikTok TikTok, but I'm so glad that you like the ghost (laughs) trend too we're watching it I oh sorry Instagram and (laughs) Megan sent me something, a DM, but I click on her profile photo. <laughs> that was a ghost. And it's like this ghost. And I just stared at it for five seconds like, this is Megan. This is Megan all the way. And I I was just like, of course this is what Megan would put on her profile photo. The ghost trends give me so much happiness. I don't know why, but I watch them and I sit there and I smile and I'm like, I think it's because people are going out and having fun and doing something that is fun. Like, the ghost trends are fun and creative and kind of spooky. Yeah, and it's like kids are having good, honest fun as ghosts, and I like it. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to play my TikTok right now. This song makes me happy, too. Yeah. For all the listeners, the ghost photos are gorgeous. 
I wish you could see them. Uh, Haley, can we post? Can we post a picture of my ghost? Me as a ghost, please. Yes. Oh, Megan. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> I love the ghost trend. And my roommate was like, I mean, she supported it. She was like, Yeah, I think it's fun. But she's like, Also, my likes on TikTok were like, ghost trend. Something else. Ghost trend. Something else. My whole yep. for you page, ghost. <laughs> But anyway, anything else? Any other trends? Any other trends? <laughs> on TikTok? It's okay if you don't. I just can't think of any. I'm like on such weird sides of t- like I'm on um Draco Talk. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love oh my Or okay, you know the trends where people will take like an old vine, but they'll lead up to it as if they're doing a point of view and then it's the vine. <laughs> I love that so much. It is so hysterical to me. <laughs> We're on the same TikTok. <laughs> we are on the same TikTok. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. I thought I, I was like a unique weirdo. <laughs> We're both unique weirdos. <laughs> Jolly, though, the one thing we do have in common, though, is we love musicals. Oh, yes. And what is your favorite musical or the favorite musical you've seen live? Oh, my God. You've seen a lot live. I've seen a couple, like a, a good handful. Um, I went to... New York my after my junior year no after my senior year yes after my senior year with my mom as like a graduation present and I got to see Broadway shows every night it was the best graduation present I will ever get and I think uh, I would mm, that's so hard to pick like a favorite because there's so many amazing ones that I love but I think I would have to go with come from away just because it's if you don't know it's about 9-11 and it's so it's so good in new york yes i did too that was my graduation present Whoa. oh my god my gosh i love it it was so good That's incredible yes i did not i don't know what's happening when did you go <laughs> i went in like june of um, 2019 okay i was like march oh it's fun darn it yeah. But, yeah, it was. Everyone should go see it. And it's coming to the Lead Center. Did you see yeah. that? It's supposed to come to the Lead Center. So if you're in Lincoln, you should go see it. I'll go and watch it then. Yeah. I'll see it. And then you'll know. I like the musicals. Megan, yeah. it's incredible. It's so you'll good. Love it. I like Hamilton. Hamilton's good. Hamilton's, I love listening to Hamilton because there's always something new you hear when you're you listen right. to it. That's what my, my mom says. She says that there's something new. Our moms, our moms love Hamilton, both of them. They do. They're, they do. It's a classic. It's like it now is. a classic. It's so weird, though, that it was like 2016. I remember listening to that in high school. Yeah, like me too. In, in my science class, sitting in my science class in the back of the room, I'm like, nobody gets me. I'm listening to Hamilton. Because <laughs> that's how my school was, though, like... I get Seriously, it. That's like, too. are you from a small town? No, I just went to an all-girls school where most people focused on like sports. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I felt Jolie, like. And our last question that we ask all our female guests is, who is a female that has inspired you? I would say my cousin. Her name's China. She. I know it's like a peculiar name that like. 
piques everyone's interest, but I love her so much. She's she's a mother now. She has, like, two kids, so she's considerably older than me. But, like, growing up, she was this awesome woman in my life that, like, she was so confident, and she knew what she wanted, and she would get it if she wanted it. And looking up to her as a kid was, like, she was the coolest. So, yeah. What does she do now? Is she... She works for, actually, she works for the UNL Athletic Department in their Capital Planning and Construction Department, yeah. And I got to work with her for a while, and she, watching her work there was so cool, too, because she would, like, she was just so confident, and, like, if I need this, I want it, get it to me. And I'm, like, I love that. She's great. I love love that. Well, Jolie, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was great talking to you. Yes, and next week we have a special guest, Fox's NFL broadcaster, Laura Oakham, and she is joining us, and we could not be more thrilled to sit down and talk with her. Yes, it's very, very exciting. It's going to be nerve-wracking, but we're going to do it. It's going to be great. (laughs) We're going to do it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. But be sure to check out our social media at Small Town Girls with No Eye. Like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. I'm Megan Cook. And I'm Haley Ryerson, and this is Small Town Girls.